How to Fix Common iTunes Podcast Problems. Thanks to your support, The Productive Woman, The Audacity to Podcast, and Once, Once Upon a Time Podcast are finalists in the 11th Annual People's Choice Podcast Awards. Thank you very much. Please show your continued awesomeness by voting for our podcast every day, May 29th through June 12th. For quick instructions, our endorsements, and voting reminders, please go to noodle.mx slash podcast awards. And thank you for your amazing support. Welcome to the Audacity to Podcast, episode 272. Thank you for joining me for the Audacity to Podcast. I'm Daniel J. Lewis, and this is the award-winning in-depth podcast about podcasting. It's where I give you the guts and teach you the tools to launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm in this series right now of addressing how to fix the most common podcasting problems. And in this episode, I want to talk about the iTunes podcast problems you may run into because iTunes is still the largest podcast directory there is and it powers the other major podcast apps and directories. So much of what you do on iTunes spills over into many of these other apps and directories as well. So it's important to get it right in iTunes. So I'm going to tell you about how to work with problems in your directory information, in missing latest episodes, in podcast cover art that hasn't updated, and in your podcast reviews. If you want to follow along in the show notes for this episode, number 272, then go to theaudacitytopodcast.com slash iTunes problems. First, directory information. All the information about your podcast inside of iTunes, the title, the descriptions, the episodes, the cover art, the copyright, all of that and more is pulled from your RSS feed. Thus, to change how your podcast is listed in iTunes, you need to change the information in your RSS feed. And I have a completely separate episode, number 126, talking about how to change your podcast information in iTunes. And what you need to do is go to where the podcast information is added. This could be FeedBurner only if you're using the absolutely horrible SmartCast feature inside of FeedBurner. Now, there are cases where you do need to use SmartCast, and that's really only if your original feed is not a podcast feed, like you're using Blogger or Squarespace or Tumblr, or something like that, that's when you would need to use SmartCast. Otherwise, if you're using a PowerPress feed or a Libsyn feed, please don't use SmartCast. It will do horrible things to your podcast feed or potentially do horrible things. Try to use FeedBurner in its very raw state if you're even going to use it at all. But if you're using the SmartCast feature, that's where you would go to change your podcast information and the directory listing information about your podcast. Otherwise, make those changes where the feed is being generated. Maybe that's PowerPress. Maybe that's Libsyn. Maybe it's SoundCloud or Podbean or something else like that. Now, the R's related to your podcast are maintained by Apple and you can't change them. Those are the ratings, the reviews, the ranking, and the related podcasts. You can't change those. Now, some of those are based on what you ask for, like your ratings and reviews. Some of those are based on your actions, like your ranking. You can do things to influence your ranking, like get more subscribers. But the related podcasts 
are somewhat tied to your content as well as really what do people also subscribe to who subscribe to your content. If you are a podcast provider partner with Apple, like Noodle Mix Network is, then there are some things you can do to specifically recommend certain related podcasts that are other podcasts you have. But otherwise, for the rest of us, you can't control that. So those are the R's, the ratings, reviews, ranking, and related podcasts. That's determined by Apple or maintained by them. You can't change any of those. That's your directory information. It comes from your RSS feed. So if you want to change it or fix something, you see a problem, a typo, then go back to what is creating that information in the first place and change it there. Next, missing the latest episode. I'm quite certain this is, at least right now, the most common iTunes issue podcasters complain about. I see it everywhere. I see it in in Reddit groups. I see it on Facebook. I see it on Google Plus. I see it in email. I see it in Twitter. I see it all over the place. Podcasters will publish a new episode and then they'll look at their iTunes listing only to see that their latest episode isn't there yet. Don't panic. First, if the episode downloads fine for you, and that is if you're subscribed to your own podcast and it downloads fine for others, then there's probably nothing wrong. There's absolutely no need to panic or start fixing problems or anything like that. People are subscribed directly to your RSS feed with very few exceptions like Google Play Music, Stitcher, Spotify, and a couple others. But especially with iTunes and most of the popular podcast apps out there, they're subscribed directly to your RSS feed. So you could even be kicked out of iTunes And that wouldn't matter for your current subscribers because they're connected to your RSS feed, not to your iTunes listing. So if iTunes store doesn't display your latest episode, your subscribers may still be able to download it, and that's fine. You don't have to worry about it so much, and they'll be able to download it as soon as that episode is available according to whatever automatic refresh settings that they have in their app, whether that be update once a day, update once an hour, or whatever. But you do need to know on the iTunes side of things, if you're concerned about sending people to your iTunes listing and they don't see the latest episode there, or maybe you have a famous guest and you send them your iTunes listing and they go there and say, well, wait a minute. No, you didn't publish the episode. I don't see my name there. That's when you might have a concern. First of all, just give it a little bit of time. But you need to know that iTunes caches everything. So it can sometimes take up to 24 hours for any kinds of changes, including a new episode, to appear. However, iTunes does also learn your publishing frequency and schedule, and it may update your podcast more frequently around the time that you consistently publish a new episode. Because the Audacity Podcast is published fairly consistently on Tuesday mornings, I usually see my latest episodes show up in the iTunes store within 15 minutes of publishing an episode. Now, I have heard from other people who said it took days for a new episode to automatically appear. I really recommend that you wait at least 24 hours. And if after 24 hours, and you know that the episode does download, so there's not a problem on that side... But after 24 hours, the new episode still doesn't show up in the iTunes store. That's when you should go to podcastconnect.com, log in with the Apple ID you used when you submitted your podcast, then click on your podcast and click to refresh your feed, then wait another 24 hours. 
If your feed still doesn't refresh after that, there might be a different problem. It could be something related to uh, incompatibility in your RSS feed that's not breaking the downloads for your existing subscribers, but it could be hindering iTunes from properly updating your RSS feed. Libsyn has seen that the most common problem is the podcast cover art. Yes, that's preventing the latest episode from being downloaded. The reason for that is that when iTunes looks at your RSS feed, updating the podcast cover art is near the top of what iTunes looks at. And if it can't properly process the podcast cover art, then often it doesn't continue with processing the rest of the RSS feed. So I'll mention in just a moment how you can fix your podcast cover art issues. And you might need to do that if your latest episode isn't appearing in iTunes. But if your episode doesn't download at all for you, subscribe to your own podcast or for others, then you may need to fix the other common podcast RSS feed problems. And I mentioned those in the last episode, number 271, and I have the link to that in the show notes for this episode at theaudacitypodcast.com slash iTunes problems. But what if your podcast cover art isn't updating? New episodes are updating, other stuff is working fine, but your podcast cover art isn't updating. Maybe you've redesigned it. Maybe you've changed some colors or whatever you've done. It could be one of several issues. Number one, a broken URL. This is kind of the basic, did you turn it on issue? But it could still be a problem. And I have seen this happen for some podcasters where maybe there's a typo in the URL. I see this quite often. Like with my podcast reviews, I see surprisingly often people will mistype their own email addresses. So I'll go in and often I can figure out what it is and I'll email them. I'll let them know, hey, if you save this as a login, just to let you know you typed it incorrectly. Sometimes I can't figure it out, so I can't fix it for them. But nonetheless, make sure you type your URL correctly or you've pasted it correctly. Make sure it works. And the best way to test it is with a private or incognito browser window. This is a new window that's where you're not logged into anything. There's no history. There's no cache. There are no cookies. So when you test a URL there, you'll be able to see it as if the public was accessing it. Because there can sometimes be problems where if you're logged into your own WordPress website and you visit a URL, you can see it because you're logged into your website. But the public can't see it because they're not logged into your website. So test your URL. Make sure it's not broken. Check for any typos, anything like that, or weird things going on where redirects aren't in place or any other technical issues like that. Number one, check for a broken URL. Number two, time. Again, wait at least 24 hours. If it still hasn't updated after 24 hours, then log into podcastsconnect.com with the Apple ID you used when you submitted your podcast, click on your podcast, and then click to refresh your feed, then wait another 24 hours at least. Number three, file size. This is the most common problem I see and that Libsyn has seen as well. The podcast cover art file itself needs to be smaller than 512 kilobytes for iTunes to be able to process it. And 
I've seen many times files that are much larger than this. I think I saw recently a file that was seven megabytes in someone's feed. And it can be very easy to get a file that's too big if you're not familiar with image editing tools or if you don't tell your designer to compress it down to that right size. So you may need to try some extra image compression. Yes, that does mean it reduces the visual quality of the image a little bit. And especially if you're a designer, you might be able to spot those differences, but the rest of the world probably won't. The other things that you can do that do actually change the size of your files are having some smoother textures or maybe no textures whatsoever. Like, for example, if you have a noisy background, you make it look like canvas or burlap or something like that, that's more complicated and that takes up more space in the file. But if you simplify that, have a solid color background, that's less complicated. It's very simple for the software to compress that so you can get a much smaller file. That's why you can see images that are the same exact pixel dimensions, but one may be a megabyte while the other is 100 kilobytes. Also, you could even try using fewer colors. This one may or may not have much success for you, but it's another one of those things of how much data needs to be included with the file, and the fewer colors there are, the easier it is to compress that image and get the file size down. Number four, file name and URL. iTunes will only know to update the image if the URL has changed. Now, this URL, the full path to your file on the internet, could be automatically changed if your URL has a date in it. For example, when you upload an image to WordPress, it usually gets today's date as part of the URL. So if you upload a new image tomorrow, it will have a different URL than today, even if the file name itself is the same. But I don't recommend that you rely on that. Instead, I really recommend that whenever you change your cover art, change the file name. You could do that by simply adding a version number or maybe the year to the file so that way it makes it a little bit different each time. And then iTunes and other podcast apps will recognize that it's a new file that means it needs to be re-downloaded and reprocessed. Number five, pixel dimensions. Your cover art should be at least 1400 by 1400 pixels or at most 3000 by 3000 pixels. That standard may change in the future, but I think this is a very flexible standard right now. It's more important that your file be smaller than 512 kilobytes than it be 3000 by 3000 pixels, but it absolutely must be 1400 by 1400 or bigger, and it really needs to be square. Anything outside of this window could cause some issues, even if everything else is correct. There could be some rare cases, and I ran into this with a particular client that was using Feeder to create their RSS feed, and it might have been a setting inside of FeedBurner. I don't really know because I don't officially support Feeder, so I couldn't diagnose that specific problem. But the problem that we ran into is even when we uploaded the image to their server with FTP software and the image was scaled properly, right dimensions, right file size, all of that, because their RSS creation tool, Feeder, was looking at that same URL for an RSS feed or something in that process, it was actually rescaling that image from a 1400 by 1400 down to a 600 by 600. 
And it was crazy. I was there. I witnessed when the client would upload the image. I double-checked it, verified everything. Two days later, he'd say, the image still hasn't updated. I'd look at the RSS feed, and it was a 600 by 600 pixel image. And I know he didn't do that intentionally, and I didn't do it. It was the software that was messing it up. And so you may need to be careful about that. Either work out some kind of hack, update the software, talk to the developers of the software, figure out what's going on that could be rescaling your image. But it is important to keep your image square and within those dimensions of 1400 by 1400 and 3000 by 3000. That's a current standard as of June 2016. Anything outside of that could cause some problems. That's number five. Number six, image hosting. Where your podcast cover art is hosted must support HTTP head requests. Now, if you use castfeedvalidator.com, it will let you know if your podcast cover art is hosted properly there. And most web hosting and podcast hosting companies do support this properly. So it's probably not going to be a problem unless you're using something that's really not designed for hosting publicly accessible files like a file sharing tool, Dropbox or Google Drive or something like that, that's when you could run into some problems. Number seven, color format. Images must be 16-bit RGB. Anything other than that may cause some problems. Don't do CMYK, don't do 32-bit or 24-bit. I recommend not doing 8-bit either. Do 16-bit RGB. That's the right color format. Number Eight, wrong file format. Images must be JPEG, and that can end with .jpg or .jpeg, or they must be PNG image format, which ends with .png. Anything other than that won't work. And there are times when you would use one of these formats over the other. For most podcasters, you'd probably want a JPEG if you're using anything with a lot of colors or texture, photos, something like that, then you probably want JPEG. But if your cover art is made up of mostly, very few, like literally a few solid colors, then a PNG might be better for you. But don't do anything weird like transparent images or anything like that. Don't try GIF. Don't try PSD. Don't try TIFF. Anything else. It needs to be JPEG or PNG for it to work. And remember, if you change anything, like any of these things I've recommended, wait at least 24 hours more to see if it updates. In the very, very rare case, there may actually be a problem on Apple's side. So you need to contact them through podcastsconnect.com to ask them to force a refresh on your feed. But do this only after you've tried everything else, you've tested everything, you've verified it's all the right size and dimensions and all of that. That's when you might need Apple's help. And I've run into that before as well with a client. I fixed everything about their RSS feed and there were some problems that prevented some things, but for some reason, iTunes would not update. So we talked to iTunes, they refreshed it and they did confirm, yes, everything was fixed, but it needed to be a force refresh on their side. So podcast cover art might be a problem you're facing inside of iTunes. Another problem you might face is that you can't see your podcast reviews. Being able to see your podcast reviews in iTunes has several layers and points of potential oversight. Number one, 
different countries. iTunes is currently available in 155 countries. So when you submit your podcast to Apple, your podcast then is automatically added to all these other iTunes stores. However, explicit podcasts are excluded from a few countries. With that aside, though, each iTunes store has its own rankings, ratings, and reviews for your podcast. Thus, you may simply be looking at the wrong country when someone wrote a review for your podcast, but you can't see it. You could manually switch iTunes between its 155 countries or use mypodcastreviews.com to check all 155 countries for you automatically on a regular basis and send you those updates. That's at mypodcastreviews.com. That's the tool I created specifically to help with this need, solves a big problem, saves a ton of time. Because to check all 155 iTunes stores, even if it only took you 15 seconds to check each one of those 155 iTunes stores, that would take you nearly 45 minutes for one podcast to check it in all 155 iTunes stores. And that would be a huge pain. You wouldn't even know what stores you should be looking for, expecting reviews, unless someone told you. That's why I created my podcast reviews. It solves that pain for you and makes it fun, more engaging, easier as well. Like you can't copy and paste your iTunes reviews from iTunes, but you can copy and paste them from my podcast reviews. And my podcast reviews also provides an RSS feed of your international podcast reviews. So it's really easy to integrate with anything else like Slack or If This Then That or plugins on your WordPress website or anything else like that. And you can share those individual reviews from mypodcastreviews.com. But check it out because that can really solve that pain point for you. But that's the big thing that I see with when podcasters can't see their own reviews for their podcasts is the different countries issue. Number two, confusion with ratings. People can rate a podcast with one to five stars without writing a review, but Every written review must have a rating assigned to it. Thus, it's possible someone merely rated your podcast but didn't write a review. And I see this often on Twitter that podcasters will say, hey, I've got 100 reviews. Thank you very much. But they're saying how many ratings they have, not actually how many reviews they have. They're looking at that number you first see for your podcast in iTunes. That's the number of ratings that include your written reviews, but also are primarily those star ratings. It's not until you click over to the reviews tab or you use a tool like my podcast reviews that you really get to see how many reviews you actually have. Right now, Apple doesn't offer any kind of identifying information for those ratings, and they don't offer any kind of API that I can integrate with my podcast reviews or even that you could use to be able to see who left that one-star rating or that five-star rating and didn't write a review. You can only see their identifying information if they wrote a review. Number three, incompleted process. It is possible that whoever wrote the review for your podcast didn't actually finish what they needed to do. Maybe they didn't click submit. Maybe they thought typing it out was enough. Maybe they thought all they needed to do was click the number of stars and they were done. Could be something like that that's possible. Number four, automatic filtering. Apple has certain automated filters that prevent profanity from appearing in the iTunes store. Thus, any review with profanity could 
and probably would be automatically removed from iTunes. So watch out for any profanity there if you're writing a review for someone else's podcast. And that could also be the reason why someone who wrote a review for your podcast doesn't see the review publicly viewable yet. Number five, time. Because Apple caches the iTunes stores, it could take 24 hours or more for new reviews to appear. And it especially takes longer if Apple is having any kind of problems with their iTunes servers, which does happen surprisingly frequently. You might see a sort of symptom related to this if you're using one of the My Podcast Reviews copycats that have run into certain API issues that result in missing reviews from iTunes stores. You may be able to go into iTunes and you see the review right there, but some of those other tools can't see the review because of certain issues they haven't resolved. However, I put in some code with my podcast reviews that's specially designed to not be susceptible to those API issues and get every review that's available in the iTunes store through the API and through some other clever things that we've implemented so that no review is left behind. If my podcast reviews can't see the review and it has updated recently, then the review probably doesn't exist or it just simply hasn't appeared yet in iTunes. So these are some of the solutions for fixing the most common iTunes podcast problems you may run into. Directory information, missing the latest episode, podcast cover art hasn't updated, and you can't see your podcast reviews. If you have some other suggestions for fixes to these, or you maybe have run into other common problems, because I know I haven't covered every potential podcast problem that could occur with iTunes, and I didn't cover every single solution for each of these, you may have found a solution for one of these problems that works better for you, or something that your problem was more advanced than one of these, and you needed to do something differently. So please comment on the show notes for this episode, number 272, at the audacity to podcast.com slash iTunes problems. That's also where you can go to share this episode out with your friends. If you see that someone else is having some of these common iTunes issues and you want to let them know, Hey, by the way, did you know such and such, or Hey, this might help you then go there to the audacity to podcast.com slash iTunes problems. Please remember to vote in the podcast awards every day through June 12th. I really think our podcasts have a good chance of winning. We've got the Audacity to Podcast, the Productive Woman, and Once Once Upon a Time podcast as finalists in the awards, as well as several of our friends and Podcaster Society members. So for the complete list of podcasts and our endorsements and to get free daily reminders and a free compliment to vote, then please go to noodle.mx slash podcast awards. I'm excited that Podcaster Society will be reopening to new members on July 1st. You'll want to join the waiting list. If you have any interest whatsoever in joining Podcaster Society, go to podcastersociety.com to join that waiting list so that you could get access to that cool bonus. Please remember that I am taking a sabbatical from June through July 15th, 2016. So I won't be responding to emails, emails, messages, comments, and stuff will be automatically archived. So if you need to contact me, please try again after July 15th. Now that I've given you some of the guts and taught you some of the tools, it's time for you to go launch or improve your own podcast for sharing your passions and finding success. I'm Daniel J. Lewis from the audacity to podcast.com. Thanks for listening. 
The Audacity to Podcast is a proud member of Noodle Mix Network. Find more of our award-winning and award-nominated podcasts to make you think, laugh, and succeed at noodle.mx. The Audacity to Podcast is also a proud member of the Tech Podcast Network. If it's tech, it's here. Find more at techpodcasts.com.